The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PixWise.com to make your next bet better. And we're brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. Over $30,000 up for grabs over the season. Go to oddscrowd.com to sign up. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford in Newcastle, England, uh, and we're here to take you through um, MLB, make some picks for early in the week uh, and analyse what's been going on. Or, in other words, take you through every... I'm not going to swear just yet. I'll leave it up to Moon after we introduce swearing. Every loser that uh, we've managed to over overturn in the last few weeks. So... Uh, Good evening, Munaf. We have not covered ourselves in glory. Uh, what's our excuse this week? No excuses. Uh, we're we're slacking here a little bit. Um, well, first of all, good evening to you. I know you've had a long day working. <laughs> uh, before we uh, criticize ourselves too much here, but rightfully so, we've been uh, haven't been doing our best work. I think over the past couple of weeks here. Um, I know we were rotating between going one and five and five and one and one and five and five and one and another one and five week for us. We'll get into that in a little bit, but um, yeah, not, not in the greatest moods, but uh, you know, we got to turn it around here a little bit. Uh, What's going on in Newcastle? I don't know. Do you think maybe we've been distracted by all the the other sport? Because obviously um, football started for you and football started for me. So I've been picking obviously APL fantasy teams and then yeah. actual trying to support Newcastle, which is a trial in itself. <laughs> uh, and then obviously you've had your head turned by uh, NFL as well. I drafted this afternoon with the NFL DGENs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was fun in games. They, they brought the draft all the way forward uh, several hours just so I could get involved. But, um, yeah, we did have a, <laughs> we had some uh, back and forward yesterday. You Did you bet the Newcastle game again? What did you do this time? Did you do the over again? I'm blindly taking the overs because I know we briefly discussed it at the beginning of the season that this, their, at least their defense <laughs> wasn't going to be very good. So I've been taking their team, their opponent team totals. I think those have been cashing uh, three and oh so far on those. And then, um, you know, I thought I would have enough faith. Uh, for your team to put in at least one in the back of the net, but they got two this past weekend, right? And then well, yeah, we did, out, or injury time, I, they. I literally made everything that happened bad was kind of my fault because I messaged you. And I was still typing. I don't think I'd finished the message uh, before um, Southampton got the first equaliser, mm-hmm. and then we messaged again because Newcastle scored a winner in the ninety-first yeah. minute. Except it wasn't a winner because they scored in the 95th minute uh, with a penalty. So I was again, I was typing you, I was typing the message out, said, Moonaf, we've done it. We've won a game. Yeah. Uh, and while I was doing that, they weren't winning a game. They were conceding the penalty and stuff. Um, so, yeah, um, absolute shower of shit. Um, they deserved to get battered, to be honest. Um, they were looking to pick up a point. So, yeah, but yeah, the rest of the Prem was, uh, I know you were looking forward to the Liverpool Chelsea game, and that was a good game. There was a. Uh, Bit of everything going on there. It was quite a dramatic afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah, you got to give a, a lot of credit to Chelsea with the way they played in the second half. I uh, want to get your opinion on the red card. I didn't think that was a red card. Uh, penalty for sure, but correct, not a red card, I don't believe. You are right, Moon, after you're learning. Yeah, I think the, the red card was introduced for when a, a player dives headlong and tips the ball over the crossbar in a flagrant attempt to stop the other team scoring. You can't send a player off because it's brushed his upper bicep. Yeah, it's a penalty. It is a handball. But you don't want to reduce 
teams to 10 men. It reduces the spectacle. It spoils the game. Chelsea then have to shut up shop. It's not what people want for what is an accident. So, yes, it is an offence, but send the send somebody off for, like you say, going full length and palming yeah. the ball away. Uh, but don't send them off for it brushing the bicep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was happy with the draw because, like I say, I don't like either team. So, <laughs> uh, nobody Which won that one. Which team do you like? Nobody. <laughs> other, than New- other than Newcastle, who do you like? And do you know what's funny, Moon? Off our friends uh, were taking the taking the piss out of me quite recently because in lockdown, when we were proper lockdown in the middle of last year, yeah. I made a list. I'll I'll find it next week. There's 92 teams in the English Football League, okay. and I'm I've ordered them in the order in which I hate them. Just <laughs> one afternoon, I went from one to 92. Wow. Newcastle were only Newcastle were about 42nd on the list, so they mm-hmm. were halfway up the teams I hate, and that's the team I support. <laughs> um, and the reason I mean, there was one team I hate because they wear green shirts, and I find that arrogant. Like the reasons are incredibly minute uh, that I have dislike for all these teams. I'm a very petty man, Munaf. Uh, so yeah, got no problem with any of that. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we we you broke we half broke some news on Thursday night, and then forgot to entirely break it. You said, "Oh, I've yeah. got some football breaking news," and then I got off, and um, obviously Ronaldo uh, had signed for Manchester United. Now, Moon, after there's an international break next weekend, okay. Um, so there's no EPL fixtures. Yeah. So who will Ronaldo be making his debut against the week after? Oh God, is it Liverpool? No, it's Newcastle, of course. <laughs> <laughs> So that gives us something to look forward to. The How many goals are we the... expecting in that game from uh Yeah, exactly. To be fair, with the eyes of the world on us, it might just expose us even more and they might sack the manager <laughs> if we get beat 5-0. So. Oh, God. So, yeah, I've been I've been pretty much agitated since I spoke to you on Thursday night, Moon. Yeah, it's uh, I, kind of going back to what you were talking about, if that, like other sports that have started – I mean, I'm not really paying much attention to preseason just because it's NFL preseason, right? And I, and I even tweeted this out. I felt like I was getting, I was paying more attention to MLB because I, I was thinking that the books are not paying much attention to the MLB because they're ramping up for football and you know soccer and all the in the all the you know the league starting over there in Europe, you know, with Germany with with the EPL and you know we have Italy and all the leagues that have just started. And I just felt like. I mean, our tally side picks are reflecting how well we did this week. That's over the, past the frustrating thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, at, the, at least the picks that we're picking on our show, it's it's just not, you know, hitting for us. So, you know, not to be Debbie Downer or anything like that, but it's it's it, it kind of weighs on it. It weighs on you because we're doing this MLB show. It's our it's our first season doing it, and we want to pick winners for for our listeners. And and you know, if they're betting our picks, you know, over the past couple of weeks. It hasn't been good, so we we apologize. You know, we want to do better. We want to pick winners, but um, it's it's one of those things that it's it, because the favorites have been covering so much this season. It's really hard to find like a good dog play. So I don't know. Maybe next season we we switch it up or something like that and do that. But we'll figure that out in the off season. But it, it just these favorites are just covering at at an enormous uh, high volume of a rate. Yeah, it it is frustrating and. There's, there's certain things go wrong. You think, is your process wrong or are you just on the back end of some look? And it, some of the things that happen, you talk about getting a bad beat, which we, we're going to talk about in a little while. But my, yeah, my tally type picks, are, I'm 54 and 32. So yeah. I could have put them in a hat and thrown any two out there and have a much better chance of giving you, I've got a two and three chance of giving you a winner. Uh, yeah. And then for the second week running, the ones that we actually talk out loud about on the pod so we'll get this afternoon talk about a laughable defeat um so my lock was it went this afternoon it was the cincinnati reds um against the miami marlins and it was jesus lazardo so i've just, i've got his game log up here moon just for uh just for entertainment's sake so actually so uh, before you get into i actually bet the team totals for the reds today Okay, excellent. just based off of what you're about to say, right? It so just what you're telling sense. me, it's your fault now, actually. Yeah, so I, I, can I think there's a lot of things that were my fault this weekend. We had a, a winning streak <laughs> that ended that I bet it <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. The floor is yours. Sorry, sir. Go ahead. You're a one man wrecking ball this weekend, <laughs> Muna. Um, so, yeah, August the 24th, the start before today, gave up five, uh, two earned runs, sorry, five earned runs, yeah. Uh, on five hits in four innings. The start before that, four in runs in three innings, five in runs in five, seven in four and three in five. This afternoon, 
Fuck all, nothing. Turned into <laughs> Justin Verlander, I put on the list. Six innings pitched, one hit, no runs, no earned runs, struck out eight. There you go, outstanding. Uh, there was one two-run bomb for Miami. Um, the Reds got a run later on, and the Marlins win 2-1. I mean, I don't know how you can uh, handicap that. How can you factor that in, Munaf? He even escaped a jam in the top of the first as well. I think he walked about it. They had second and third with one out. Um, yeah. I might even second and third with no outs, and he struck out two and yeah. got a comebacker uh, off the catcher, I think it was. Um, and that was that. And then after that, he retired 18 of 19 straight. Did you did you actually watch this game? I know you were working today, but did you watch this game? No, I didn't. I um, well, I was working. I, I was half assed working. I was dealing roulette, okay. uh, but I had um, I had my I had my phone and I was just shaking my head in yeah. disbelief at everything that was going on. So the umpire I was, I, I was in this game, the umpire was so oh, no. bad. I mean, the, we talk about that umpires that give and i think this will be a great discussion topic for maybe like next week or, or our next show is getting at some of the umpires um the um the umpire was just so bad in this game and i, and I was frustrated and i was tweeting it out and it, the he was giving he was inconsistent first of all and he was giving pitches that were balls that were he turned into strikes and he turned strikes that were into balls and i mean it was just frustrating it almost seems like he was after joey Votto today and the very first at bat when you talked about they had they had first and second no outs and then they got second and third with one out and then i think joey Votto was up and he called him it was three and two and that pitch the sixth pitch or seventh pitch that he threw it was clearly a ball but he called him out which was maybe a not a foot off but it was a when they had the little strike zone on the on the tv that ball was for sure off of that of that of the strike zone that was on the TV and Votto was clearly upset. I think they got him again in the second half bat too. And eventually he threw the manager out and in the ninth inning and it, it was just one of those games that you know, we're gonna make excuse. Yeah, if you watch this game, the umpire was really bad. Oh well none of that has made me feel any better, Muna. Yeah uh, I don't blame you. So and then my second one we knew this was a um a bit of a rope we picked to start with. Um and actually, at various times, it kind of looked live. I took I took Baltimore at uh, at Tampa this afternoon. Yeah. Um, Chris Archer was the fade, really. Um, uh, Tampa scored two in the first. Baltimore got one back. Then it went three one three two. Um, Baltimore had runners at first and third in the fifth inning to take the lead. Didn't make amends. Even then, Tampa then scored three in the sixth, and Baltimore get two back. So they were still hanging on. Uh, it's six four, and then it was just runs, runs, runs. I mean, Baltimore have scored eight runs. They've scored two runs in the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings. Just mm-hmm. so happens, Tampa have scored three, four, and two runs. So it finished twelve to eight. Uh, but I don't feel like it was the worst big price uh, pick I've ever had because you, the team that you've picked have scored eight innings. Um, Watkins uh, line wasn't too bad, but yeah, you you get what you pay for. It was it was a big dog. It was about plus one eighty, um, and they came down on the other side. But it was live for a long way. Uh, and sometimes that's that's all you want. You you need to give yourself a chance with these dogs. So here's here's where this game was lost. Um, the Oriole, I, I think it was bases loaded, or they had no. I think they had one guy on, or, or they brought him in for relief, and it was a it was Paul Fry. The Orioles brought in. Yes. And it, after the game today, just take a guess what his ERA is against the Tampa Bay Rays this season. Oh, where are we against it? I know the Rays have. 13 and 1, I think, against them. They've set an MLB record. Um, 42 and a half. 29.08 is ERA. Four four in the third inning pitched. Eight hits. (laughs) Eight hits. Okay, he's giving up eight hits. He's he's (laughs) has this is crazy. We're gonna have fun tonight, okay? This is we're gonna laugh at ourselves. Four in a third innings pitch. Okay, guess how many walks he's given up in that span in those four innings. Four innings, it's got to be, it's got to be double figures, 10. 13. Whoa, well done. And he's Paul. given up 14 earned runs, 16 runs total overall, two grand or one grand slam, and they're batting 364 against uh, 
uh, against uh, the Razor batting against Paul Fry. So as soon as they brought him, I was like, oh, God, Malcolm is not going to be happy about this. And right on cue, Joey Wendell hits a grand sound that pretty much put this game out of reach. At that point, I just turned the TV off. I've just, I've just pulled the box score up there. He's got, yeah, yeah. no point one innings pitched. Uh, two hits, four <laughs> runs, four earned runs, uh, and two walks. So, yeah. Um, okay. So the man, so we can blame the manager for that. But yeah, like I said, I was, I felt like I was in the game, uh, and it was quite an entertaining one. If the Reds had won, I'd have been quite happy with a, a bit of an entertaining roller coaster defeat. But um, on the back of the Reds, were absolutely stiffing me simultaneously. That was yeah. simultaneous pain uh, when I was doing uh, dealing roulette, watching those results. But anyway, Munaf, uh, you can cheer me up by telling me how bad your two picks were. Yeah, I had, let's go with my lock. It was the Yankees money line Saturday afternoon, and it was uh, Nestor Cortez versus Frankie Montas. And we discussed the numbers for Frankie Montas. I mean, his ERAs were all above four um, coming into this game. And then he just comes out and looks like a Cy Young pitcher for the A's against the hottest team in the MLB, which was the New York Yankees, uh, pulling up his box score here. He went seven innings, seven innings, and he gave up two hits to the Yankees pitching, or sorry, the Yankee batters. And uh, um, and that's, I mean, he didn't have a bad outing. He went five and a third, uh, four hits, three and runs given up. He did have three walks, four strikeouts. ERA still at 2.77. Um, the Yankees made a little push in that uh, ninth inning against uh, Sergio Romo. Uh, Aaron Judge hit a two-run home run, but I think it wasn't going to be enough at that point. And then, uh, so I'll take the blame for the Yankees losing streak coming to an end. So between Lizardo and Montas tonight, the two Oakland and ex-Oakland, they've done us for about 13 innings uh, of sort of zero earned runs and zero hits pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, we made him look like our picks made him look like the Cy Young pitchers, at least for this weekend. Excellent. Uh, so that was my lock going up in flames. And then my dog was, um, it went off today, this afternoon. Uh, Na- Nationals money line versus the Mets. Um, God, where do I even start with this game? Let's just say Javi Baez hit a Javi Baez hit a two run home run in this game, and it, it it was off a slider. It wasn't even a fastball that he's good at hitting. <laughs> I mean, they were in this game; they were up two to one going into the fourth. But then, like I said, Javi Baez hit that two run home run in the fourth inning, and then after that, it just kind of went up in flames. They lost the game nine to four. So, um. Pretty bad week. I mean, bad week for sure between the four of us. Uh, or sorry, between you and I. Uh, Scott salvaged himself by going one and one. Um, so with Scott, he had the opposite of your pick of your law of your dog. He oh, really? The, yeah, he had the raise uh run line today against uh against the Orioles. So he got that victory 12 to 8, and then his uh his uh dog was the same as mine. It's like he had the Nationals' first five innings, and uh, that one went up in flames too. So one in five week overall, uh, which means we're probably going to go five and one this week, I hope. I mean, there's only one direction for us to go. So hopefully, you know, we're, we're able to uh, get this week started right for ourselves and, and, and uh, at least our, our podcast because I feel like it's on life support right now because of how bad we've been doing. <laughs> I wish I shared your conference. But uh, Mets game today is obviously Tyler McGill getting the dub for the Mets who uh, you, you was one of my picks up. last week yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's absolutely it's preposterous I have just noticed me enough that the Astros are getting battered 13-2 to two of Texas uh, that's just popped up that wasn't on the script but yeah, uh, I'll do a bit a of live trolling of you if I have to grand um, slam in that game too I think yeah obviously by the by the Rangers, but the Astros got the first two out of that game, and uh, I'm not I'm not sure why Dusty Baker has he he benches guys that are just on fire at the plate. Like you don't need to give them a day off. This is your opportunity to build your lead in that AL West where Oakland was kind of coming down her throat. Uh, they play the Yankees tonight, but I mean, come on, man, you got to get these wins as many as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, stuff that's happened then around MLB this week. Um, 
we've touched on it already, but the Yankees streak, it was a great streak, eventually came to an end. Uh, you sort of that, Munaf. You're welcome. Um, but uh, Tampa aren't really, you'd, you'd have thought on the back of that streak, it might be a little bit closer than the five and a half games they are, but uh, yeah. seven in a row for the Rays. Yeah. That's making all the difference, really. I mean, there's the two, uh, those two divisions that, um, there hasn't been much change in the standings this week, but uh, Tampa and Houston are just kind of turning the screw a little bit. Uh, obviously, Houston have gone down tonight, but um, they, they've won four in a row. They're seven three, where Oakland have just dropped off. And all of a sudden, that gap is now six and a half. We've said like one week it's just going to turn. Uh, and, and Tampa are, are holding New York by five and a half. The other one um, is the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers have completed six series wins in a row. They'll, it'll be seventh one if they beat uh, Colorado tonight, although they're going down. Uh, but the Giants are still holding them. Um, the Giants are at six and four in the last ten, um, but still got a two-game lead. So those three divisions, those top teams are hanging tough. Uh, San Francisco, Tampa uh, and Houston. Yeah, and I think the uh, Giants are are rooting hard for the Rockies right now because the, yeah. th- they dropped the game today against the Braves. And uh, I believe the Rockies won the first game of this series against the uh, Dodgers. They yeah, did, yeah. The, the three nothing up tonight. Yeah, and they, they got the 4-2 victory. Obviously, yesterday, Dodgers came back and won 5-2. So hopefully the Rockies are able to uh, hold on here. And then, you know, the Giants... Um, are able to maintain that lead because I do have that ticket on the, as probably many people do of the uh, giants winning that uh, NL West division. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Like we are every single week and um, you know, hopefully the giants are able to win this division. It's crazy that I looked on fan graphs that they fan graphs has both um, the Dodgers and the giants to finish with 102 wins. Exactly. So wow. it's going to come down to those one or two games. Um, play you wanted to talk about Mudaf, um Salvador Perez. Yeah, this I mean out of nowhere I saw this uh in their series this weekend against the uh Seattle Mariners. He had back to back games where he had grand slams, so that's where it kind of caught my eye. And I was I don't know about you, but I was very surprised to see his home run total all the way up to 38 home runs now. He hit uh he hit uh, a home run again yesterday, which made it three straight games against the Mariners. Yeah, he he's hit a home run. Five out of the last six games, um, and like I said, back-to-back games with grand slams, and up to thirty-eight home runs. You know, is he in contention for that home run leader uh, award, or I guess the the leader of that uh, department this season? Two seventy-five on the season, thirty-eight home runs, ninety-two RBIs. So obviously, we know Otani has this MVP locked up, but I think you know we would be remiss not to mention how great of a season Salvador Perez is having, and. How old do you think he is? Oh, Moon off. Uh, 32. Yeah, he's 31. Ooh. I thought he was much older than this, but um, he's not. Uh, so he's, he, he's, he's been still, in the league a long time. Like. Yeah, he, yeah, and he still has a lot of uh, years ahead of him. So um, I, I'm hoping that he gets on a contender, man, because this guy's yeah. a, a great catcher, a leader, and he also he can rake with a bat season in and season out. So uh, I think that was a player that we should have at least, uh, or at least I should have mentioned uh, prior to, but uh, he's having a great series this weekend against the Mariners. Yeah. You'd think at that position as well, there's not really that many, uh, obviously you had JT, Real Muto, uh, Gary Sanchez, who's then fallen off a cliff, but um, it's really only the homers that's quite egregious. He's like you say, he's hit up to 38. Um, he had 27 uh, in the last two full seasons, uh, 2017 and 2018. Yeah. Uh, obviously missed 2019 through injury. Um, so 27 was his, was his career year. But apart from that, his batting average is always absolutely sky high. Yeah. Um, 274 so far this season. But he's had, he's had um, a 301. He's had a 292, uh, 268. Um, the short season last year, he hit uh, 333. Yeah. Um, only in 37 games. So, um, yeah, absolutely an outstanding player. Like you say, it would be either Kansas City need to get a little bit better or uh, you could see you could see Perez getting, uh, go, go into a good team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, Otani got to 40-20, 40 home runs and 20 steals. We normally have our little Otani chat. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, he's um, 
he's proved his worth by hitting that milestone this week. Yeah, your guy, I think everybody's guy, right? We're always yeah, turning our is. heads when he's up to that bat or he's pitching. I know he's going to be facing the Yankees this week to start the week. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, this has been one of the more incredible seasons that we've seen from a player just because he's a two-way guy that can, you know, we've mentioned over and over again, that can pitch, that can hit, and for him to have 40 home runs. Hopefully he finishes up with that that magic number of 50 this year for the uh, LA Angels. Um, but what more can you say, man? It's just incredible what this guy's able to do day in, day out, week in, week out for uh, for the uh, the Angels. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, we mentioned briefly. Uh, you were wondering where he'd got to, and yeah. um, I'd suspected that he was injured. It looks like he's out for the season because he was uh, he was one of our little pitchers that we were uh, we were watching since um, since he rejoined the Angels rotation. So that's a bit of a shame, but certainly one to watch for next year. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think this is a guy that they're going to be counting on next season to really be a guy that can pitch well for them because we talked at volumes about how bad this pitching rotation is, how bad their bullpen is. So, you know, hopefully he's able to recover from this back injury and, and be a, a huge contributor in that pitching rotation next season. And and I know we'll have a lot of off-season discussions about teams, but if the Angels do not do anything about their pitching this off-season, I will seriously lose it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Do you know what? They're a little bit like... Um, I watched Arsenal yesterday, and they are just so soft. They are soft as shite. And they have been for about 15 years. And it's absolutely negligent that no one has tried to sign a big, ugly defender and a big, ugly midfielder to just run around and kick stuff for Arsenal. They sign all these five foot seven people from Central Europe who all just mince around the middle of the park and they're just so <laughs> soft. And that's what the LA Angels remind me of. Everyone knows what the issue is and everyone yeah. tells them what the issue is. And it's the same time and time and time again. And you go and make the same mistakes. Like You just can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. It's absolutely baffling. Um, I mean, Arsenal got turned over 5-0 yesterday and the Angels just continued to get turned over by decent teams and ended up uh, 500 or slightly worse team. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I think they have to. I mean, like you say, it's it's nothing short of negligent um, to do what they're doing with the with the talent that they've got. Yeah, 100%. Um, I know I saw some videos on uh, Mike Trout running some bases, but, yes. I mean, at this point, is do you think that they should bring him back? I mean, is there really a reason to? I mean, I know he's one of the more exciting players and when you have him and Otani in the lineup it's it's gonna you know get you tv ratings and sell some tickets but i mean at this point for trout i think you probably want to save his legs and you know come back strong next season because when you have you know you'll have anthony rendon back you have Otani obviously in the mike trout i mean that's pretty formidable for your batting lineup so i don't know it doesn't make sense to me to really bring him back I mean, if he's absolutely fit, then yes, give him, uh, let it allow him to knock the rust off a little bit. Uh, yeah. But if there's any kind of doubt, it would just be madness because, like you say, uh, they're not going anywhere. You've got a little bit of uh, roster expansion this week as well. Teams yeah. can go to 28 just, I think. Yeah. Uh, so not huge differences. I know San Francisco said they're going to be quite aggressive uh, with their expansion with the 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 bullpen and using their bench. So uh, San Francisco are primed for it uh, for this defending the two-game lead that they have at the moment. So, all to play for uh, coming up. Ready to win money and boost your odds? Win bet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favourite teams, players and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $500 sports bet. Download Bet in Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. It's the best place for parlays, exclusive rewards at your fingertips, boosted odds. It's a premier sports betting experience. Uh, so what we thought we'd do this week, Moonaf, yeah. with the... We've often discussed divisions and awards. Well, um, things haven't really changed and um, 
like you said, the, the standards are how they are. There's fewer, uh, there's fewer futures. There's fewer things that we can get our teeth into. So we've talked in the past that we might have a look at breaking down the series, a three-game series, uh, three different pitching matchups, uh, give our opinions uh, on those series. You know, if we pick some winners over the next few nights. Uh, so we went for a, a tight series with some, uh, with some fairly close call uh, pitching matchups. Um, we've decided to have a look at the Brewers-Giants, Munaf. Yeah. Uh, which is... Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, so we'll take them game by game. We we both um, independently uh, have made a little analysis of what what, what we see in front of us uh, and made a, a selection on each game. So we let you go first. Monday um, is Corbin Burns versus Johnny Cueto. Yeah. Uh, so set this up, Moon. Off what we expecting for this series? Yeah. Um, just to kind of rewind, yeah. I mean. <clears throat> We have, we're going to have some series in the month of September where they're going to be uh, two playoff teams that are, you know, kind of in the division races or maybe in the wild card spots. And, you know, we have a couple this weekend. We're sorry to start this week, but yeah, Brewers and Giants, I think is going to be a great one. And I think between these two teams, at least for sure, is that, you know, they've been riding the back of their pitching. There's no doubt about that, right? They're, I think their their starting rotations are up there in um, – as far as team ERA, starting rotation ERA, some of the guys, Cy Young candidates for sure. Uh, so this is, I think, if you're, like I said uh, before that, if you're an old school guy who loves these pitching duels and, and low scoring games, I think this is probably one uh, to start the week here to uh, keep your eye on. But like you mentioned, uh, Malcolm, yeah, to Monday, starting the, uh, the series game one, Corbin Burns versus Johnny Cueto. Um, so it's kind of just kind of say, set the stage here. They played one season series so far, and I believe it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Giants uh, won that series. They took two out of three from the Brewers. So the Monday match, <clears throat> sorry, is going to be uh, Corbin Burns versus Johnny Cueto. Burns pitched against the Giants on August 6th. He went seven innings, four hits allowed, one earned run, five strikeouts, one walk, and Brewers won that game two to one. Um, and then Johnny Cueto is going to be on the mound for the Giants. He pitched against the Brewers on August 8th. He went five and a third, allowed five hits, allowed four earned runs, three strikeouts, and Giants won that game five to four. So um, I guess you can say, you know, two pitchers, or at least Corbin Burns for sure, is a Cyan candidate. This is a guy that we had talked about early on in the year who was just came out firing with all the strikeouts that he was uh, putting together. But um, I had a note here. Yeah, the Brewers have won eight out of the last nine starts by Corbin Burns. And I think that's something to definitely keep in mind here. You kind of take a look at some of their splits. Um, you know, Corbin Burns just across the board is absolutely fantastic for the um uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. And I think this might be a game where the Brewers uh, might come out and, and get a victory here. I kind of like the under in this game uh, and possibly looking at the Giants team total to go under here. Yeah, I kind of, um, we came down on the same side. We actually worryingly came down on the same side um, <laughs> of a few of these things. Brewed up. So if the listeners have got any sense, go the other do way. the exact opposite. Two things have happened. You'll either win... Or you'll beat the curse and me and Moonaf will win. And I think everyone can agree that we uh, we deserve a break. So um, nothing bad can come out of what's going to happen this week. Um, yeah, you mentioned the the fact that Brewers have won eight out of the last nine uh, Corbin's Burns starts. Um, Burns hasn't been the losing pitcher of record since May the 25th, yeah. which is a long, 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 long time ago. Now, he had an absolutely stellar April, as you mentioned, that he was setting all sorts of records. Um, but his August has been um, close behind. Uh, his August um, numbers have been by far the, the second best month he's had so far this season. Um I found a, a real nice little point there is that he's five and zero away from home, um, so that's a nice uh, a nice stat to take in um, to to the Giants this week. Uh, Johnny Cueto has been absolutely fine, consistent. Um, he's given up five runs twice, so he's never had a real shellacking. Um, he's six and three at home, uh, but he is two and three. Uh, night time as well. Uh, fairly small sample, but you know, um, it's good enough. So, couple all those things pointed to me, Moon, after that I went for um, a first five under, 
which um, you also was the that was the conclusion that you reached. Um, and you got a little question mark, possibly the Brewers Brewers first five innings as well, Muna. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about, you know, Johnny Cueto maybe not getting off to the strongest starts. Like you mentioned, he's been consistent, but just Corbin Burns has been absolutely lights out. And I think obviously because this, this series is in San Francisco that you're going to be able to get a maybe – quote unquote a discounted price on the brewers and, and i think some of these pitching matchups as we as we kind of progress through this that they may favor favor uh the milwaukee brewers so at least for you know monday night's game tomorrow night um i'd like the brewers um the first five innings money line and then like we both agreed to take the first five under in this game so um we'll we'll, we'll record track this for this next week and see how bad we did and then uh we'll, we'll go from there <laughs> Uh, Tuesday night, Brandon Woodruff versus Alex Wood. Uh, I'll go first here. Yeah. So Woodruff um, won his last start last week, uh, but before that, didn't actually have a dub to his name since June the 29th, which was quite a long time ago, because he has been pitching really well. Um, his ERA during that span is kicking about 3.4, uh, really respectable, and an excellent whip as well. His whip's 1.0 or something or other. Um He's four and six away from home, but with a 2.67 ERA. So, I mean, all that the way tells you that he's kind of a, a win waiting to happen. He's been slightly unfortunate, I think, um, not to not to have more dubs next to his name. Um, and conversely, Alex Wood um, is recently, I think, five starts. Um, he's got an ERA of five. He's just consistently given up runs. It's not loads, uh, but it's enough. It's twos and threes. Um, is, so he's is, is one and one recently, um, but just constantly giving up runs. And I think if I was going to take a, take a punt, this is where I would go Brewers first five. Because I, I like the underlying stats of Woodruff. Um, they, they tell me uh, that he's been pitching well and he's going to get that little bit of luck. Uh, conversely, I think Alex Wood's underlying stats tell you he's going to give up maybe two or three runs. So I could say this possibly through the first five innings, being three-one Brewers or thereabouts. Uh, so that's where I landed on this one. Moon off. What did you fetch out? Yeah, if we take a look at Brandon Woodruff uh, for the Brewers, um, he's four and six, like you mentioned. You know, the two six seven ERA on the road, right? ERA is great, but they're just not probably translating to wins for. Um, for the Brewers on the road, at least in the games that he's starting. He did face the um, Giants back on August 7th. He went six innings, gave up six hits, uh, one earned run, eight strikeouts. Giants won that game nine to six. So that means a bullpen came in for the Brewers and gave up, what's that, eight earned runs in three innings. So um, we've talked about all season long that we've you know, we been getting burned by um, – uh, bullpens in, in some of the games that we've been picking. So, you know, I think we're starting really narrowing down on, you know, picking first five innings or, or, or you know, team totals uh, at this juncture of the season. And Alex Wood, like you mentioned, on the flip side for the um, San Francisco Giants here, uh, we have – yeah, he hasn't faced – I thought he did, but uh, uh, I'll double-check that. He hasn't faced the Giants this season, but – uh, for Alex Wood, he's seven and two at home with a four point zero one ERA since July. The Giants are eight and two in his uh, ten starts since then. So, you know, this almost seems like a kind of a toss up about are you backing how well the Giants do when Alex Wood starts for them because he is eight and two in his last ten starts, or are you backing Brandon Rudolph and his uh, uh, good ERA number on, on the road? But it hasn't really translated to wins yet, so. Um, you know, for me, I think I'm going to kind of wait to see where this line comes out at. Um, but this might be a spot where you take a look at maybe taking, I don't know. You said you like the Brewers first five money line in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tend to agree with you there, but, um, maybe full game. I, I might take the giants, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see what this number comes out at. Yeah, I think with Woods' overall record, it was just the recency, really, for me. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing much in the overall records, but uh, just that recency bias, uh, looking at the numbers, um, led me towards the Brewers. Uh, Bullpen-wise, um, for the, and obviously this applies to the entire series, there's nothing in it. Um, Giants are ranked 10th, uh, Brewers are ranked 11th. Um, ERA for San Francisco... Uh, is much lower, uh, 3.13 to 3.68. Um, but the Brewers are higher K per nine. Um, so 
and, and war, which we talk about, which is probably the best indication really of where we're at. Uh, we've got the Giants 3.6 and, and the Brewers one one place below that. Uh, 3.0 so yeah so you're not going to get an awful lot of difference um out of either bullpen um the giants have saves uh, they've got 48 saves the giants and um, which is by far the most i think they're on course for an mlb record and uh, i read this week um the two teams behind that have, have got 41 so the yankees have had 41 saves uh, and the dodgers have had 41 saves and then you've got teams around them uh, teams have had 20, like Miami, whose bullpen is ranked eighth, have only had 24 saves. Um, now to Pittsburgh, well, Pittsburgh 18 are obviously terrible. Um, but yeah, that 48 is a giant number for San Francisco. Uh, again, something else you you would have thought earlier in the season, you wouldn't have said that was sustainable uh, to keep get, saving games, close games at that clip. Uh, but they've obviously kept it, kept it going. I know Jake McGee's been really good. Um, okay. Third and finally, then, Munaf. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Brett Anderson uh, versus Kevin Gorsman. Gorsman's had quite a lot of airtime on the MLB Gambling Podcast over the next three weeks or so. So um, where did you get to uh, on this one? Yeah. Um, going back to August 8th, when Brett Anderson did start against the Giants, he went five innings, five hits, one earned run, three strikeouts. Giants won that game five to four. Again, the bullpen blew that game up for the Brewers because... Like I mentioned, Anderson only gave up one earned run in five innings, but then the bullpen came up and gave up four to the Giants. So um, the more note that I found was the Brewers have lost four straight starts by Anderson in that span. On the road, he is three and five with a five ERA. So uh, something to definitely keep in mind. And Kevin Gaussman, like you talked about, uh, he hasn't faced the Brewers this season. Giants are four and one in uh, Gossman's last five starts uh, over his last eight starts. This was something that I found interesting. Um, total runs scored. They are averaging or the, that full game is averaging 9.75 runs per game. Wow. Yeah. So which just means that the, he's getting the run support when he's starting the game from the giants, right? Giants are averaging 5.875 runs. So about, about six runs per game over his last uh, eight starts there. Um, six and three, 3.38 ERA at home. So what I'm kind of taking away from this game is that I think uh, Kevin Gossman will probably be an overwhelming favorite in this game. Probably yeah. looking around maybe a minus 150, minus 160 range. But I like the Giants team total just because of the fact that he's getting that run support and then possibly, you know, Giants first five uh, money line or take a look at the run line. It's probably going to be obviously minus half. So you'll uh, pay, le- pay less juice on that. But I think this uh, in the rubber game of this series, uh, the Giants should probably take this one because it seems like that we're lacking the Brewers uh, in the first two games just because of the pitching matchups. But I think in this the third game that the Giants should probably pull this one out. Yeah. Um, Brett Anderson did have a decent start against the Giants. Uh, one in run on five innings. Uh, that was actually four starts ago. Uh, but his three starts in center have been horrible. Six Six earned in three innings against Pittsburgh, uh, three earned in uh, five against Washington, and then three earned in four against Cincinnati. So it's been consistently giving up runs. Um, and I think you just have to take the overall um, ability of Gorsman. Uh, he's been rock solid uh, in his last five starts. He's six and three at home. He's six and three at night. I just can't see anything to put you off Gorsman at all. Everything you look at just points. Uh, so, yeah, we got the Giants money line. It might be a little bit chalky, but you say there's, there's good chalk and there's bad chalk. And yeah. I just think this, especially at a price, minus 150, uh, by all means, just stick it in something uh, and take it, take your profit on it. So, yeah, Giants money line is exactly where I landed Moon off as well. 100%. Uh, so, I guess you kind of want to recap what we have for Monday to uh, Monday to Wednesday for this series? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Monday night, which is the Corbin Burns and Johnny Cueto matchup. We're looking at the first five on the under. Uh, Brewers' first five innings. The Tuesday night is the Woodruff and Alex Wood. Um, I've got Brewers' first five uh, in that one. And then Giants' money line on the Wednesday. So, I mean, pretty straightforward. Maybe enough, we can parlay all of those together. It will be uh, wealthy men by Thursday morning. Uh, we'll need it for sure because we've been slacking here a little bit. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I like that we kind of you know dove into the numbers here, right? And we really got down to the nitty gritty of you know kind of how we 
probably handicap the picks that we do every single week. So, yeah. um, you know, this kind of gives you an idea of what you're looking at as far as, you know, pitching splits for both of these pitchers, how they've done recently, how the team is doing overall, home road splits. I mean, you know, at that point, you know, sometimes luck is involved. So, um, you know, I think this was a great breakdown of, you know, two teams, division leaders, great pitching matchup. So uh, this will be a fun one to watch. Yeah, I think the uh, the SGP and DGENs know that uh, bad beats and bad streaks are uh, exactly what makes what makes a fun gambler as well. Um, we are brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance opened 300 to 1 to win the MVP this year and has already been bet down to 75 to 1. That means if you bet $100 on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap today for 400 bucks. That's a 300% return before the season even begins. Think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting, buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 per month just listing and selling tickets. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks, props and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics. They give you the who, how and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. Pixwise backs responsible gambling. If you're someone you know, if you or someone you know wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Prize picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks, my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win, up to 10 times your money. Prize picks is the only way I play. Use promo code SGP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's prize picks promo code SGP. Okay, then, Moonaf. So we've broken that down. That's a really good series this week. Yeah. Um, what else have we got going on? Um, on the MLB slate Monday to Thursday. Yeah, before we get to that, I, I think our our good luck may be turning around here just a little bit because oh, uh, what's we, happened? Were, we were talking about Salvador Perez and the home runs that he's hitting. Uh, he hit another one right now, so that well, that'll make it what six out of the last seven games he's hit a home run. Yeah, and uh, three straight games that he's hit one. So um, you know he's up to thirty nine now. So uh, as much as as bad as we have been talking about him. Um, he uh, or how how of a much of a curse at least i can say i've been about breaking streaks i, I think that we're going to be okay this week so salvador perez hit another home run for the royals they're tied with the uh, mariners right now two to two in the bottom of the seventh that just goes to show we have our finger on the pulse i'll tell you what would be a really good um experiment here munaf uh between now and the end of the show um the little no hitter alerts just come up uh, the red Sox are currently throwing a no hitter um, oh, against the Cleveland Indians. Now we've met, now it's the curse. Now we've seen it. Now we've mentioned it. Oh. How long before we absolutely blow that wide open for your Red Sox? Oh um, God! Who's pitching tonight? For is that it Tanner, Tanner Howe? Wow! Someone else that we've uh, we've previously mentioned as well. Yeah. So we've got a no hitter going. Uh, I have just cursed it, and we'll count in seconds how long it takes before <laughs> Cleveland to the, uh, get the first hit of the night. Um, oh, so we'll keep God. one eye on that and you can tell us what's uh, what's happening over the rest of the slate. Boston Capper is not going to be happy with you if you listen to this podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've got the, I've got this knack of uh, antagonizing Boston Capper. Uh, so yeah, it looks like I'll uh, do it again. Yeah, uh, getting into this week, uh, like you mentioned, to start the week here, we have, um, what did I write down? We have obviously a huge series. Between the Red Sox and the Rays, uh, going off this Monday to Wednesday, um, it, this is the this is the time for the uh, Red Sox if they want to get back into this uh, series. 
or this division race, this is a time there. I think they're going to have to win all three of these games, honestly, uh, for them to climb back into the uh, at least the AL East, AL East division race. They are holding on to the uh, American League wild card spot, the second spot, the first one belonging to the Yankees, but um, pretty good pitching matchups. Chris Selle is going to be pitching in this game. Um, we also have, uh, I think, Eduardo Rodriguez, who's going in this series also. So, uh, Definitely something to keep an eye on in this series. And then what else did I write down? Um, Braves and Dodgers. Uh, did you talk about that one? Yeah. Um, just getting back to Boston, they've kind of put themselves uh, back in the picture with a little win streak of three, yeah. uh, which looks like it's going to go. Uh, it's going to go to four tonight. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Braves beat Dodgers. Um, Braves have been uh, good again lately. They had a, a really good win. A really good win tonight, and this really should lend itself to some decent-looking uh, pitching matchups as well. I'm um, just trying to drag up the. So okay, so a little bit underwhelming uh, is the one uh, on Monday night, which is Drew Smiley uh, and Urias. Actually, has been really good. Um, I'm probably being a little bit harsh on both of those by saying it's underwhelming. It's just not really the the names that you um, jump out at you. For example, Tuesday night, Charlie Morton uh, and Walker Bueller. Um, Charlie Morton's won 12 games Bueller's won 13 games 2.02 ERA uh, for Walker Bueller this season uh, which is absolutely unbelievable Um, and then yeah Max Fried who is someone I watch a lot because I've got him in one of my main fantasy teams he's been very frustrating I don't think the results have um, have been a really good reflection of how he's pitched. I think he's been a little bit unlucky. Um, I actually nearly took him as my dog uh, this week. The, the, he goes up against Max Scherzer. Um, and I do think Freed, the way Freed's been going, but he's just one of those, I always get him wrong. If I put him in my DFS or if I pick him, it goes wrong. If I just leave him, if I forget about him and let him go under the radar, then he's happy. Zach, please, Zach's another one. Uh, there's these people that don't want my attention. Um, the minute I turn my attention, they just shit the bed. Uh, so now I've mentioned uh, Max Reed out loud. I probably shouldn't have done, uh, but I did think he was a live dog against Scherzer the other night uh, on uh, Thursday night. I think that is. So yeah, um, two good series. Um, Dodgers do need to keep winning uh, because the Giants won't stop, uh, and the Braves are uh, holding on grimly uh, to that division that nobody wants to win. Yeah, and then obviously the other one I wrote down was the one that we had just talked about earlier was yes. the Giants and the Brewers. So um, three series there. Again, the Mets, you know, if I mean, if they want to put a start putting a little win streak together, they have the Marlins this week to start the week here. Um, uh, they have Walker going uh, Tuesday. They have, uh, let's see, Wednesday it is Carlos Carrasco. So, you know, some winnable games coming up for the Mets. But I, I just think that, I think the Braves are probably going to run away with this uh, division just because how well their bats have been uh, going for for them over the past month here. Yeah, they get the Nationals as well after that. So, yeah. uh, series against the, the Marlins and the Nationals. And the Nationals are nothing to be afraid of at all. So, yeah, the Mets could easily be back to within maybe two, a couple of games uh, by the time we talk next. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's absolutely interesting. Uh, just before we get on to our... Our picks for the week, Moonaf. Um, the summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart pounding drama from CBS Sports, including the UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy's Serie A, Argentina's Primera División, the Brasileira AU, NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers featuring the stars from the US and Mexican men's national teams, plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit Paramount+, Plus to start your free trial and stream every match live. OK, Moonaf, it's shit picks time. What are we going to put the people off this week? Oh, we're going to get our, our fade material ready for our uh, for our listeners here. Let's do yeah, it. Uh, let, you want me to lead off? Come on, Moonaf. I led off last week. Okay. I mean, yeah, we need... Do, what about Moonaf? If we give our both... You give a lock, then I'll give my lock. 
Okay. And you give you. We've got to do something to mix it up, man. Okay, so let's start with our locks, and I'll, I'll go first. Then um, I'm going back with the Yankees. Uh, Wednesday, I'm taking Yankees run line here. Uh, Garrett Cole on the mound versus Jaime Berea. 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 Berea's good. good. Yeah, you're you're good with the names, but um, I would go as far as taking the alternate line on the um, on the Yankees here minus two and a half if your book offers that, but. For grading purposes, I'll just go with the Yankees minus one and a half here. But Cole looks like he's back to his Cy Young form, right? He has um, three straight victories. Uh, he's pitched 17 and two-thirds in the last three starts, allowed only one run in that span. He did start against the Angels back on August 16th, did not get the victory, but it was uh, – they sorry, they did give it the victory, but it was only by one run. The He didn't get much run support in that game. Uh, the Yankees only scored two runs, so – um, hopefully they can, the hot bats can continue for the Yankees and he gets some run support against this, uh, angels, uh, rotation. That's just been so bad. Uh, meanwhile, for the angels, uh, like I said, uh, Bray is on the mound. He's been an absolute dumpster fire, uh, four straight losses in this last four games, allowed 12 earned runs over 24 innings pitched. Um, like I said, I'll probably be stacking this game, taking Yankees money line, the minus one and a half minus two and a half and the Yankees team total in this game. But for our show purposes, for a lock pick, I will be taking the Yankees run line. So uh, Wednesday, Yankees run line versus the Angels will be my lock. You, Malcolm? Let's do well, Moonaf. Tuesday, Yankees versus Angels is where I have alighted. Um, I'm going to take um, Jameson Tyone uh, against my man Shohei Otani. Um, no wow. room for sentiment here, Moonaf. Uh, yeah. This is all business. Um the first reason is that we gave out the trend last week when we went through the, the September trends um, of uh, the Angels when they face teams over 500 and they're just not very good at it. Uh, so, yeah, we gave out these trends. We're going to have to put our money where we where our mouths are and back them. Uh, Tyone is 8-4 with a 4.18 ERA. Um, he had an outstanding July, fantastic July. His ERA was about 1.1 something. Mm. Um, a rougher August, stats-wise, but that was only really one bad start uh, versus, Aikland, uh, versus Oakland, where he gave up five earned runs on four hits, which is quite an unlucky stat line, really. Um, obviously, Otani's been great. He's 8-1 and one, um, with a ERA of a level three. Um, he had one terrible start this season, though, and it was against the Yankees. Um, which was the he gave up seven runs and two innings pitched. Now I'm not expecting him to do that again, but that might just be in the little a, a bit in the back of his mind, uh, and the Yankees will fancy uh, squeezing him again. Um, he had a nice run of games in August: um, Texas, Detroit, and Baltimore. So he's had a bit of a soft time of it, Otani. Uh, the Yankees are going to be a different proposition, uh, and still the Angels aren't really very good. Uh, so I'm going to take Jameson Tyone uh, to beat Shohei Otani. I clearly remember that uh, Yankees uh, and Angels game where Otani was pitching. It was that very first inning. He was having so much trouble locating his pitches. And, um, you know, I don't think, like you mentioned, that he'll he'll have a start like that. But uh, if he does, then hopefully, you know, we'll, we can check that lockbox for you. But, um, yeah, I think we're both on the Yankees stack here uh, for this Angels series just because we're just fading their bad defense. So, uh, Can I interrupt you, Moon, off with the yeah. breaking news drop? The second batter that Tanner Haug faced, Jose Ramirez, homers on a fly ball to right field, uh, Boston for <laughs> Cleveland one. So Thank yeah, you. we got it done in the second. <laughs> Thank you. We we got we got him one more, but we got him one more out, Tanner Haug. Uh, and then sorry, Tanner, I'm sure you're a lovely lad. We fucked it <laughs> for you. Yeah, so he's given up a homer and hit the next batter as well. So there you go. That didn't take long at all. Well, I don't think the no-hitter gets serious until we, we he has six complete innings because you have three left. So I'll, I'll give you a pass on this one. But um, hopefully... It's pretty I, impressive, though. It took us about 90 seconds to to demolish <laughs> something he spent two hours crafting. <laughs> and this game started later, too, because I think they were in a rain delay earlier. So uh, <laughs> uh, let's just hope that the Red Sox just get the victory there. Oh, that's all I care about. Uh, let's get to our dogs here. Um, I'm going to go on Monday, tomorrow night. I am taking the Diamondbacks money line versus uh, San Diego Padres. And our boy, Chris Paddock, is back on the mound. He's taking, uh, he's going up against Tyler Gilbert for the Diamondbacks. 
No, Arizona continues to fight in games, right? I mean, they have one of the worst records in the league, but uh, they haven't completely given up on the season. Uh, Chris Paddock, like I said, returns for the Padres, and we have been fading him all season long, whether it's been on a total play or a money line play. Um, and Gilbert has been dominant against the Ray, uh, sorry, the uh, Padres this season. He's pitched 11 innings uh, against the Padres. He's allowed one hit, and the Padres are batting point zero through. 0.032 against Gilbert in that span in those 11 wow. innings. So a bright spot there for the Diamondbacks. Um, Diamondbacks are 7-9 against the Padres this season, so almost around 500. Uh, but I love this matchup of Gilbert Gilbert versus the Padres. Uh, this will probably be another spot. The books uh, won't put the Padres as an underdog just because it is the San Diego Padres, right? You have Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer on this team. They're not going to put them as an underdog. But um, this just that this pitching matchup favors the um, favors the Diamondbacks over, overwhelmingly. So my dog pick will be going off tomorrow night. It will be the Diamondbacks money line versus the Padres. Excellent choice. Um, I'm pleased you picked the Diamondbacks. I found myself shouting out loud. My, uh, my daughter just looked at me and said, will you stop shouting Diamondbacks? Because I actually started typing them in for my, it was my lock on my dog. I wanted Taylor Widener on mm. Wednesday night, I think it was. Uh, but I just feel like I picked the Diamondbacks for about nine weeks running. Uh, so I, um, I have managed to avoid it, but you've got them in on my behalf anyway. So yeah. um, <clears throat> I'm going to Thursday and this is someone who we've played before, uh, Tarek Skubal of the Tigers uh, against Oakland A's and James Caprillian. Caprillian, someone I was quite high on early in the season when he came up and was kind of unexposed. Um, Skubal is 8-11 and 11, uh, with a 4.01 ERA. Um, but his last four starts, he's pitched into a 1.59 ERA in uh, 22 innings pitched. Um that 1.59 ERA four starts. He struck out 10 last time versus St. Louis. Um, and the Tigers continue to be sneaky good. They always give you a chance. Um, Caprillian, seven and four with a 3.65 ERA. Um, but his August ERA is struggling, 5.06 in his last five starts. Um, and he's only struck out five batters in those starts. Uh, sorry, eight batters. He's had a, a four, a zero, and a four. Um, when when he was pitching really well, um, he, he had a couple of double-digit strikeout games. That was one of his things. His K rate was way high. So maybe he's just starting to run out of steam a little bit. Um, he's a rookie. He's had a really good season. Uh, and I just think he looks a little bit vulnerable, uh, certainly a lot more vulnerable now uh, than he did when he first came up in the early part of the season. Uh, so that was good enough for me to take. Um, I think he will be. We've talked before about name recognition, and I don't think the Tigers are going to be favourites against the A's. Um, it, it might be because maybe plus 120 or so, uh, but I'm happy to take um, Tarek Skubal on Thursday for Detroit against Oakland, Moonaf. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of, I think it might be even a bigger dog just because, like you said, the, so the Oakland A's are in a fight for the uh, uh, playoff positioning uh, in the American League wildcard uh, race. So, uh, you know, you might be able to get it maybe around a plus 130, plus 140 on this. Uh, Maybe they're not looking at James Caprillion's recent, you know, bad form. But um, again, name 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 recognition again with the Oakland A's. So um, those are our four picks, man. I mean, hopefully between us two, at least I'll just pray for a split at this point. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. we go two and two. I mean, Scott's been the one that's kind of been saving our asses over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, Scott has made a couple of picks. Uh, so we've got to follow anybody. Uh, while me and Moon offer as cold as a witch's tit, you might want to follow Scott and these are his picks. Hey guys, Scott Rochelle back here again with your lock and dog for the week. Quickly recapping how we did over the weekend. We ended up splitting. We went one and one, so we'll look for a sweep over the next few days. Starting with the lock on Wednesday, I like the Yankees minus one and a half at the Angels. And looking at the actual matchup, the Yankees, of course, have been one of the best teams in the league in the month of August. While the Angels have been falling apart lately, the Angels have lost six of their last eight games by at least three runs. And Garrett Cole's pitching for the Yankees, and he has been phenomenal lately. Last three starts, 17 and two-thirds innings pitched, .51 ERA. Meanwhile, Barry is pitching for the Angels last month, 21 innings pitched, 5.14 ERA. I expect the Yankees to roll here and win by at least two runs. Looking at the dog on Monday, I like the Rangers on the money line, taking on the Rockies at around plus 143. Rockies are atrocious on the road this season, 17 and 48 on the highway. So I simply just don't think they should be this big of a favorite, especially with Marquez on the mound for the Rockies. 
Rockies, who's been very good at home, but awful on the road. Road stats this season, 61 innings pitched, 5.31 ERA. I think he will struggle in the spot. Meanwhile, Texas has a brand new face on the mound in Alexi. First career start, but in the minor league numbers are very good this season. 65 innings pitched, 1.66 ERA. I think Alexi will pitch surprisingly well. I think Marquez will struggle as the Rock as the Rockies lose outright and we'll pick up a nice winner there with the Rangers plus 143 other than that though that has been the lock and dog for the week let it ride there you go thank you very much Scott good luck with those uh, Tanner Houck has been pulled from the game there's runners at first and second after giving up that home run in everyone so we've uh, we finished that man's career um, and that's us Mudaf I think we better leave it there before anything else terrible happens um, as always the uh, like and subscribe buttons are there to be hit on Apple and Spotify. Uh, the picks on Tally Site, which are going okay. I know we've been self-deprecating, uh, myself and Moonaf, uh, but I'm still trotting along at 63%. Um, I am number one uh, analyst this week, so we're not trying to blow my own trumpet. But equally, I'm not going to sit here and say how terrible I've been uh, when I haven't been. My horse racing picks did okay last night. I gave a four to five winner. In an 18 to 1 second, actually. That was a bit of a kick in the pants, uh, that finishing second. But there's a little bit of place money there. So um, I'm not a total shyster, people, uh, as much as my <laughs> picks have been struggling. Um, so yeah, get across the tally site uh, and obviously all the other places. You know where the content comes out. Download the app, uh, loads of football stuff as well. So, and the fantasy stuff is absolutely brilliant. Like I said last week, uh, they're sending out cheat sheets and uh, draft packs and all sorts of stuff, Moonaf. Um, yep. What have you got going on this week? Um, not much. You know, I am I'll be out of town on Tuesday, Wednesday, but I'll be posting on my Twitter about where I will be. So keep that in mind or look out for that. Um, but other than that, you know, we're about two weeks away from NFL football season starting off. And uh, I know a lot of people are excited about that. People are doing their drafts like you are. Uh, I have a draft next week. Um, so looking forward to that. But other than that, you know, we're just here to continue to keep grinding. Hopefully our picks are able to turn around here in the month of uh, September. And uh, don't forget, you know, when we had um, Dave on the show last week that he said, just just take these dogs. And and I think, uh, you know, like I mentioned, I opened up a separate account, I'm just going to be betting every single dog in the month of September. And we'll, I th- I'll calculate on how that's been going at the end of the month. Um. So you sounded all mysterious there, Munaf. Are you going somewhere fun this week? Is it Secret Squirrel? Is it a big SGPN? Uh... No, 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 not yet. Not SGPN's uh, Vegas weekend is uh, week one, but um, just just some business I need a I need a handle. But uh, it's exciting stuff. I'll, I'll get it posted on my Twitter. Okay, I look forward to that. Uh, there you go, a little teaser from Munaf. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Whatever you're doing this week, have fun, enjoy. Uh, stay safe. I know there's some weather about in the US and stuff. Um, so hopefully everyone's okay. Um, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, we'll be back on Thursday. Enjoy your MLB week and we'll see you down the road. Thanks. Thanks.